Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. If these walls could talk, they would testify to the triumph of their tenants. Tried and tested by turmoil, tragedy, trials, and tribulation, they who dare traverse the treacherous terrain of the narrow path that transforms lives by the truth of his word. If these walls could talk, they would boast of the blessed building of faith, hope, love, and real relevant relationships, bridging the gap between young and old, bonds of brotherhood built by adversity, blind eyes open, the bound made free, broken hearts made new. A ballad sung by the blood-bought, blood-covered, blood-washed body of believers. If these walls could talk, they would challenge every congregant to continue the blessed work of cultivating the culture of honor among these consecrated people. Changed from glory to glory, from strength to strength, and from faith to faith. If these walls could talk, they would fail not to tell of the faithfulness of our God, His favor our firm foundation, a refuge and fortress is he to us, a family of families called his church. But in reality, these walls can't talk. And if we speak not, the rocks will cry out. He who is the chief cornerstone has made us living stones. Therefore, we cannot hold our peace. For we are his church. We are his building. Come on, you guys should do better than that. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. God is so good. Well, good morning. My name is Pastor Rachel. And I'm Pastor Charles. And we are so excited. Okay, Jackie, we're so excited (laughs) that we get to give double honor to our pastors this morning. They so deserve it, and it's actually an absolute joy. We have had the privilege of being able to do life with you guys, uh, both personally and also in ministry. And over the years, there's so many things. We always tell you guys how much we watch you, but there's so many words that come to mind when we think about you. But there's one word that just was like bubbling up in our spirit when it comes to you guys, and that is humility. humility. Your humility. It's, it's huge. And so this is what the Bible says about humility. In James chapter 4, Verse 6, it says, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says God is pr- uh, opposed to the proud and the haughty, but continuously gives the gift of grace to the humble. Amen. So as you already heard from the video, the theme that you'll hear throughout this day is if these walls could Could talk, talk. if these walls could talk. And so at this point, we don't even want you to see Rachel and Charles at this point. Don't even see that. We're the walls. We're We're about to talk on today. (laughs) We're going to talk. All right. So 
Um, I'm just going to rename myself. I'm going to uh -huh. be Drywalletta, okay? Because I'm going to let you know. Okay, the and I'm Sheetrock Henry. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as Drywalletta, um, I want to let you know that I've been watching Pastor Kaya. Now, I've been hanging out, just constantly observing her. And here's the thing about Pastor Kaya. Pastor Kaya uh -huh. is a coach, literally anointed to be a coach. Anybody yes. a witness to that? Like, if you have worked out with Kaya, but not even that, even if it's not working out, uh -huh. she literally is anointed to bring out the best in you. There uh -huh. is a way that she can speak life into you and encourage you and believe in you, where mm -hmm. you will find strength you had no idea you had. I was there lifting weights, like, you know, <laughs> I was pushing, so I didn't know I could do that, but she can pull that out of you in such a beautiful way but not just that like she can also be the most amazing sports mom i yeah. watch how you mother your children it's mm -hmm. so intentional it is such a beautiful thing to see how you juggle and you balance things but you are so intentional about your mothering but then not only that like she can run a business uh -huh. she's an amazing executive pastor yes. she is like the most fun women's pastor ever like she makes our lives so great she is just such a gift with so many things but with all the things that she juggles, she has the best hair. Can we give it up for Pastor Kaya's hair? Okay, Woo! can we just talk about it? Yes, and uh, Pastor John, I might say, he has the best bald head <laughs> I've ever seen. You know, you can't get a bald head like that. It takes work. Yeah. But as being She Rock Henry, what I have seen with my own eyes is I've seen a man who can make a connection with anybody. I mean, he's a friend to the friendless, yeah. right? Anybody walking through that door, he's able to connect with them, build relationship, not just for that moment, but for a lifetime. Yeah. And as a wall, I've also seen, if anybody else knows, that he's able to diagnose anybody's illness, right? MD, self-taught, MD. MD, a doctor. But not just a doctor of physical things, but a doctor of your soul to help you grow here in the yeah. building. And also, he literally built me this sheetrock from phase one to phase two. Yes. How many of you guys know he's a carpenter? He's a carpenter. Sounds like right? Jesus. So it's through all of those things that we see the humility because he doesn't just want to be at the top. He wants to also be at the bottom to show you how and what it means to serve. Yeah, so as walls, as drywall letter, I have been watching them trying to figure out, like, what is the secret sauce? How are they doing this? The because the thing about it is every day hasn't been sunny. Have mm -hmm. you guys noticed that? Every day hasn't been rainbows and sunshine for our pastors to continue to show up where they do. But somehow you keep seeing the grace of God resting mm -hmm. on their lives. And here's what it says in the scripture that we read. We said in James that he gives more and, and more, more grace. So it's literally like their secret is their heart posture. Yes. I remember a story that I heard Pastor Kaya tell where mm -hmm. they had really been giving up and just surrendering so much. They gave up high-paying jobs, yes. and they had been living in a, you know, uh, the hood. They had been living in the hood, you know, to lay down their lives. But uh, God had blessed, and they were getting ready to move to a new home. And when she stepped into the room, Pastor John was crying. And what he was worried about is, man, when I move, will my heart posture change in any way? Mm -hmm. Like, I have been depending on God 
God so hard in this season, and I want to protect that. Come on, you guys. Like, yeah, that, that is, is a lot. heart of humility. And because of that, God continues to give them more and more grace. When you're having to be in a situation where you feel stripped of everything that is dear to you, when you can't be with your children the way you want it to, Come when you have to be away from your church the way you had never experienced before, when you weren't mm-hmm. sure if you could see again, if you could speak oh, again, yeah. more and more grace. God continues to pour more, more and, and more and more. And that's what he will continue to do because of the way you protect your heart of humility, and we are watching that. So everybody in here, we are taking after that pattern to stand in the humility of God because truly it's the secret of more and more grace. Amen? More and more grace. You've shown us all what it means to have more and more grace because it's not through your strength, it's through his strength that you rely on. And that example is what gets us to get through our everyday life. And we just admire you so much, the great leaders you guys are. I mean, sometimes you don't get to hear it and see it enough, but you guys are great leaders for this appointed time, for this building, for this city. And if it wasn't for your work and your yes, where would we all be? Your leadership matters. And every time you feel like you want to give up or quit, just know that we're we're byproducts of your leadership. Is because you continue to say yes. We can stand up here today. It's because you continue to say yes that all these people in the room can say yes to what God's doing in their lives. All right? And I want to leave you with one quick quote. It's, uh, and I think it was uh, Simon Sickler, the said, cynic. cynic? Yeah, the said this quote. He says, it says, it's, it's not important about being in charge more than who you take charge on. Okay, and showing that charge, and you guys done that. So thank you for being our pastors. Thank you for showing us what it means to lead and lead well. God bless. Love you guys. If these walls could talk, they would talk to us today about our pastors' resilience, and that's the word that we chose um, when we think about Pastor John and Pastor Kaya. We're going to talk about what resilience actually means, but. Um, not that it's a competition today or anything like that, but I feel like we picked the best word and the one that most appropriately um, describes our pastors. Um, But seriously, um, when you hear this morning what resilience really means, you'll understand why. Definitely. Um, You know, we've been part of this church and this body of believers for the last 12 years, coming up on 12 years since we've been married, coming up on 12 years. And in that time, almost, almost. And in that time, and even beyond from my understanding, my hearing, because my wife has known Pastor John and Kaya for a long, long time. We've seen, you know, both personally and in ministry, what it means in your resilience, your, your bounce backness, I guess, you know. So, Pastor Jenny, please explain. What is resilience? What does it mean? So resilience, listen to this, guys, is the ability of a person to adjust to or recover quickly from adversity, illness, or major life changes. I'm pretty sure that accurately describes every situation. Adversity, illness, and major life changes. Um, Resilience is the ability to bounce back, like Mm -hmm. you said. 
Um, and I don't know if that doesn't describe Pastor John and Kaya to a T, I don't know what does because those of us that have witnessed their lives over the past several years, um, even before you were pastors, seeing your ability to take a hit and keep going is been pretty um, not just inspiring to me personally, um, but amazing to see how many times you can take a hit and still get back up every single time. Resilience is described in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. It says, we often suffer, but we are never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. How many times, I can't even count the number of times we've been behind closed doors as elders and we're like, we got a situation. And you can hear Pastor John and Kai admittedly say, we don't know what to do. But we're not giving up. It's like we may not know the right thing to do right now, right here, in this moment. But the one thing we do know, we're never giving up. In the times of trouble, God is with us. And when we are knocked down, we get back up again. We know we saw you get back up out of that hospital bed just a year ago. We, the thing is, is that not all of us, if these walls could talk, they could tell you about all the times spiritually they've been knocked down. All the times they've been knocked down mentally and emotionally and every single time they've gotten back up. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation. Job 13, 15 says this, though he may slay me, Yet will I trust him. Yes. I have never in, in ministry and church, honestly, have never seen our pastors or pastors go through the things that Pastor John and Kai have both go through. Yet they are still faithful. Yet they still serve the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this. One thing about them that I personally admire uh, first for you, Pastor John, is that your faith in God and your trust in the Lord has never wavered, no matter what you've gone through. And I've just like what Pastor Rachel and Charles just said, we watch you, all of us in this church, those online, we all watch you. And we're seeing the struggles because you've made your life an open book. Yeah. So we watched you go through the things you've gone through. If you're, your faith in the Lord, your trust has never, ever given up, ever wavered, no matter what. So I think that this verse right here, Job 13, 15, like I said, it completely, completely um, describes your stance, your heart posture. You know, um, to quote Martin, Martin Luther King Jr., he said this, and I thought about this, I thought about you guys both. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't walk, or if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving. And this is exact mindset, heart posture that you guys have had, not just in ministry, but just in your personal lives. And we just want to say, want to say that we appreciate that so, so, so much. And so leaving much. an example. Yeah, so much. Because, I mean, I was picturing Pastor Kaya in her Mama Kaya voice. You know, every time she gets hit and knocked down, mm -hmm. like, I feel like it almost fuels, the, fuels her even more to go even harder. Yeah. And that's so inspiring to me because I can think so many times watching your guys' lives like, and the things that you've been through, there's so many times that I'm like, man, would I have that response? Yeah. Though he slay me, yet will I trust right. him. 
though he slay me, not though I be slayed like by someone else, but though he slay me, though he allow me to go through these things as hard as even a whole heart transplant, I will yet trust him. And you've taught us, and we're so grateful and so thankful because we do live, let's be real, we live in a broken and imperfect world. I say it all the time. Hits are going to come. And it's so important that we have strong leaders that show us by their own example, by opening up their lives to us, to see what it is to get back up even when we're hurting, even when we're tired, even when we feel like giving up, there is no quit in us. It's not an option. How many times when Pastor John was laying in that bed was he thinking, though he slay me, yet will I trust him with all the challenge after challenge and negative reports after negative reports, yet will I trust him? And Pastor Kaya just the same because she got a whole heart transplant too. Every time they got the news, it was no, yet will I trust him. I won't be afraid. That's what real faith looks like. Thank you for showing us what real faith looks like so that when we take a hit, we can keep moving forward and keep trusting God. Thank you guys both for what you do in your leadership in the church as well as in the community. If these walls could talk, they would say leadership. And that's our word today. If you, oh. Who are you? Who are you? Can you please tell us who you are? Thank you. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I am Pastor Raquel, and you are? I'm Pastor Donald. (laughs) Pastor Donald, Donna Blaptis, you know. You know what it is. Go ahead. Okay. Um, So our word is leadership. And if these walls could talk, they would say, if you're not bleeding, you're not leading. Your blood is not only shown on these walls, but it's shown in every single one of us. Your sacrifice is seen in your leadership, in your leaders, and for that we are forever thankful. Pastor John and Kaya, most leaders delegate tasks, but the best leaders delegate authority. I can say from personal experience that you both have repeatedly without fail, empowered others to do it in faith with confidence. 1 Corinthians 11.1 says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Paul said, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ because he understood the importance of leading by example and living a life that reflects the teaching and the character of Jesus. He recognized that his actions and behavior had a direct impact on others. And he desired to be a model of faith and discipleship. This is so with the two of you. I've seen you two in dark and low moments, as well as favorable and enjoyable ones. And when the feeling of excitement and readiness for whatever you were doing was absent, your faith was present. Your courage not to cover or hide from your weaknesses but instead embrace them, is no small thing to see. God has allowed everyone to see your struggle, to watch you show up with no physical strength, and to prevail with endurance. Endurance is the ability to hang on when it would have been easier to let go. 
Today, we salute you and honor your leadership. Thank you for not just showing up, but for pressing on and loving us along the way. Amen. Amen. To go along with that uh, leadership, man, I can say honestly that uh, having been under several leaders that uh, you guys do leadership differently. And I believe uh, the way that, that God intends for leadership to be. Um, just like what's been mentioned up here over and over again, it's been grace. Grace. A lot of us look at grace as being there to cover up our mistakes and to make up for our, our, our shortcomings. But grace, the, the other side of that coin, is the empowerment to do the will of God. And so I would say that uh, leadership encompasses all of the words that you're going to hear all of the, the leaders come up here and share this morning. But uh, ultimately, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13 says this. It says, now also we beseech you, brethren, get to know those who labor among you, recognize them for what they are, acknowledge and appreciate and respect them all. Your leaders who are over you in the Lord and those who warn and kindly reprove and exhort you and hold them in very high and most affectionate esteem in intelligent and sympathetic appreciation of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. So here, this is what we're doing today is we want to acknowledge our leadership. We want to acknowledge our leaders because I'm going to tell you what, when you guys were gone for, for that year, I had no desire to step up into your shoes. Facts. I, I, I was able to experience supernatural grace yeah. Come on. that it takes, but I, by no means did I want that mantle. And uh, I just thank God for you, for your yes, because it's definitely something that's tailored and catered for you. Yeah. Nobody else can do it. And I'm so glad that you guys have given your yes to God on behalf of, of uh, the people that need to be connected to him in this community. Because if it had not been for your yes, this community would still be hopeless. Yeah. There would be, we, we, we have to understand that, that the Building Christian Fellowship, what it is that you have said yes, what you have given birth to in the spirit is a beacon of hope here in this community. And not just in this community, but also in this region. Amen. So I want to give you guys a couple of things just real quick is to encourage you to never grow tired and, and get, grow weary and well-doing. Because tired lieutenants never take new ground. Amen. And we're going to constantly be taking new ground. One of the things about your leadership, your leadership is innovative. Come on. I'm glad that you guys are not boxed in. You don't try to put God in a box, but you allow God to show you new and great things. And you're willing to go out there and be a fool for him. Yep. And, and, it's, and, it, and it's also poured down to the rest of us who are under your leadership. But what I also wanted to, to tell you guys is to understand that when we get up here as leaders, because of our pastors, we don't get up here. This is not a performance. It's not a performance. It's not, it's not something that's scripted out. This is a call. God has called us to this. And so we that are coming up here that are, are, are sharing about the, the attributes of our pastors, we are, we are a part of a living organism, not an organization. The body of Christ is living. And so what we need you to understand is that if you choose to link faith with us here at the Building Christian Fellowship, that you're a part 
of a living organism. You're part of the body of Christ. You're not meant to do things on your own. There are no lone rangers. There are no rogue uh, individuals. We are all one. So it's like when you see the pastor, you see us. When you see us, you see the pastor. We are one. And so that's, that's what I want uh, to, to attribute and attest to their leadership. But also, I want to tell you, Pastor John, Pastor Kaya, just as much as you give us grace, make sure you give yourselves grace. Give yourselves grace. The reason why I say this is because when you give yourself grace as a leader, it's the only way that you're able to lead in freedom. It's because of the grace. So understand that as you're called to take new ground, I want to leave you with this. Never, ever, ever allow the devil to put a period where God has ordained a comma. Our story is still being written. Move on in faith. We love you guys. Love you guys. Lead on. Amen. That's what happens when you're over production. (laughs) Well, if you don't know, my name is Pastor Erica. And this is Pastor JR, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> and what we are going to talk about is if these walls could talk, they would talk about vision. Vision. Um, Let me go first. Yeah. Before we, I wrote down what I was going to say, but before we get into it, um, almost seven years ago, uh, Pastor John and Pastor Kaya, during the time where our previous youth pastors had transitioned into another position in another state, took a chance on us and um, other people, those of you guys that don't know, people applied to be youth pastors here Yeah. and they took a chance on us and um, we're forever grateful. It changed our lives. It, it allows us to fulfill the purpose that God has called us to. And I just want to say to mom and dad, <laughs> and um, I didn't write this down because I didn't want to cry while I was writing and I'm trying not to cry now. (laughs) It hasn't been easy, the relationship between you and I. It was grown. What started out as a mustard seed-sized bit of faith and love grew into a giant orchard. And so I want to say to you, thank you. Where I lack, you've stepped in where I needed to grow, you nudged me to grow. Relationships and things that needed to be pruned off of me, you allowed those leaves and those branches to be cut and walked me through it. Um, I still have emails and letters (laughs) that uh, Pastor John has sent me just to encourage me. So one thing, I don't know if you guys don't know or know about this, is I I lack a mom and a dad who are in my life regularly. But I have gained a mom and dad in Pastor John and Pastor Kaya. They are constantly encouraging me. They they teach me how to love my kids, how to parent my kids. (laughs) Tell me when they need to be whooped and when they don't need to be whooped. And I'm sorry that they trekked through your house in mud on Thursday. Sorry. (laughs) But we are here to talk about vision. So, if these walls could talk, they would tell you that they did not always appear the way they do today. 
that their construction was only a phase in the timeline of a much larger work in progress. If these walls could talk, they would tell you that there was more than self-drilling screws and galvanized steel holding the integrity of the sanctuary together. If you were to observe their corners and search their detail, you're going to find imperfections. We did our best. Listen, we're not professionals. Pastor bought all kinds of DeWalt gear. He probably shouldn't have, but hey, we're here. But you'll find that they have created a loving environment for lives to be touched and destinies to be changed. If these walls could talk, they would only echo God's word etched in permanent marker on the frames and subfloor. Believe it or not, if these walls could talk, they would probably tell you that they were seen way before they could ever speak a word. Being able to have a strong vision of the unseen future is a gift I'm sure that all of us would love to have. Making all the right decisions, circumventing hardship, and generally never going through anything bad could probably benefit us all. Most times when, we've, when we see people embody these qualities, we call them visionaries. But I've come to the realization that having vision is more specifically having vision, or more specifically having vision in the kingdom of God is not your ability to tell the future at all, but it is in your ability to respond in faith to the vision that God has given you. Many times when God gives a man a vision, there's a gap between what, what we've seen in the future and where we are right now. If we went back in time, and had the opportunity to count the stars with Abraham, I wonder if we would respond by believing like he did. If we had, if we had been given the schematics of a boat to prepare for a flood, would we, would we begin building like Noah did? If we were able to have vivid dreams like Joseph to one day rule over many, would we live our lives with godly integrity, wisdom, and servitude? If we went back 5,234 days, I did the math, to Clay Bank Drive to an empty 50-chair room, I wonder if we would continue pressing on 14 years like Pastor John and Pastor Kaya did. Now, I don't bring these examples to light to tell you that every step of the way was done perfectly, but by faith. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Pastor John and Pastor Kaya's leadership has shown that their faith is powered by the vision that God gave them so many years ago. We could take the time to survey all 14 years, but for the sake of time, let's just skim over the last four, okay? In 2019, we start a build that doubles the size of our facility. Even though we didn't have all the right craftsmen, the best audio and visual integrators, or even simply all the finances we needed, Pastor John and Pastor Kaya, by faith, began the plans to create a larger space to touch more lives, and to change more destinies. In 2020, we have our first services in this newly built facility. The church is growing and thriving like we had never seen. And three months in, <laughs> do I need to say it? A two-week quarantine turned into a year and some change, and this sanctuary to touch lives and change destinies becomes a 12,000-square-foot broadcast studio. One scripture I was reminded of, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, which says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, where many would have given up on the vision that God had given them, Pastor John and Pastor Kaya pivoted and made the necessary steps to continue to touch lives and change destinies, taking staff days to visit the elderly in our local body, creating a way for our congregation to still take communion together through drive-through communion hours, hosting our, our uh, outdoor worship nights to keep our members connected, all these things, mind you, 
in the middle of having not one, but two strokes. Dealing with the ebbs and flows of heart failure alone would have caused some to leave or jump ship. But our pastors remain faithful to the vision that God had for his church. Amen. A vision so big that they realized was bigger than even themselves. In 2022, Pastor John's long-awaited heart transplant was finally coming to fruition, which meant that for six to eight months, we would be without the presence of our senior pastors. This may not be something that's easily observable, but senior pastors leaving the church they founded for an extended period of time can be considered a death sentence. But it's because of, of their vision, or more specifically, God's vision executed through them by faith, they prepared the elders and key leaders of our church. For a brief moment, feeling the weight of responsibility of a senior pastor, even collectively, was a daunting task. But because of God's faithfulness and the preparation and encouragement of our senior pastors, God sustained us. Not only did he sustain us, but he brought us out better than when we went in. When they returned to post later that year, we told them for the sake of their health and well-being, we wanted them to take their time coming back. Now, let me tell you something. They fought us tooth and nail. They were like, are you trying to take our church away from us? No. We, like Pastor Don said, we don't want the responsibility. But little did we know, in the same way, we came out better by being tested and sharpened through adversity. They had even more so. Pastor John and Pastor Kaya, dad and mom, I honestly question still how God could be so faithful to reveal fresh vision to you while you were on your deathbed or how he could reveal his loving kindness to you when all hope seems lost. When you came out of that test and trial, you showed us all what it means to be considered and not consumed, what it means to be faithful to your spouse in sickness and in health, and what it means to be faithful to the vision that God gave you the grace to carry. If these walls could talk, they would speak of the vision that will cause them to stand for years to come. We love you, Pastor, and happy Pastor Appreciation. And then there was one. Good morning, everyone. My name is Atira Johnson. I'm the Minister of Music here at the Building Christian Fellowship. Amen. If these walls could talk, they talk about faithfulness, your faithfulness. And um, not just regular faithfulness, but sincere faithfulness. Uh, I'm not going to do a sermon or anything like that, but I just want to speak from my heart to you guys' heart. Uh, the phrase that kept coming up in my heart was sincere faith. And sincere faith yields sincere faithfulness. And just kind of give you a little word. You know, I'm kind of a word nerd. The word sincere that we have in the English comes from Latin, two Latin words actually, sinicera, which means without wax. And the practice kind of goes like this. So back in ancient times, when someone went to the market to go purchase a vessel, maybe it was to carry water, but it was to hold something, they needed, it needed to be an integral vessel. So what they would look for is a, a sinicera vessel, 
which means it was without wax. Now, what would happen in these days is these uh, marketplace workers and sellers, if they had a piece of, of clay or a vessel that was not integral and it had cracks in it, what they would do is they would fill it with wax in hopes that you wouldn't recognize it until it was too late if you got it home. Sincere faith, sincere without wax. So what you do is you would hold it up to the light to make sure you check its integrity. Sincere faith yields sincere faithfulness. And that is what has been seen of you. You know, and as I was preparing for today to speak and and to talk from my heart this morning about you guys, uh, about if these walls could talk, um, I kept looking for faithfulness regarding man in scripture. And it's very hard to find. But what I do find is the faithfulness of God. Bible is very plenteous and abundant in talking about the faithfulness of God. And if Jesus is the father in flesh and it is God's will for us to be molded into the image of Jesus, I would say in your lives, he is doing the good work and it shows with your life. Uh, James says, ask me of my faith and I will show you my works. And, and your, 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 your works speak of your faith, your sincere faith. And, um, just to just to kind of bring some light, because it's like a lot of times some people people don't understand what it is that you guys have been faithful through. I've been lucky enough and blessed enough to be with you guys basically since from the beginning, 14 years. And, you know, I, I was the Bible college student. You were so excited to have me back here. But let me tell you something. After three years of Bible college, I've grown the most being under your leadership. I've grown the most under your leadership. And I'm so thankful. I'm blessed that your spiritual family, I'm blessed that your natural family, and I'm blessed that your sincere faith has not only inspired and, and been a testimony to me, it's been a testimony inspiration to other people, including the leadership here. I am a byproduct of your faithfulness. These people in this room are a byproduct of your faithfulness. And Susun City is better off because of your faithfulness. In the midst of adversity, you remain faithful. In the midst of loss, not just uh, loved ones that are no longer here, but I'm talking about people that you loved with your whole life that walked away. People don't under- necessarily understand that side of leadership and of past- being a pastor, especially because it's been glamorized and made it into a career which should never be so. And the thing is, this is very common for you to find pastors who love the crowds, but hate the people. Who love the crowds, hate the people, are here for the cameras, but not for the work. Not for the work. Faith, I'm talking about sincere faith that yields sincere faithfulness. Faithfulness. You guys don't pass off the hard work to other people. Faithful. You guys have been found faithful. I believe you said a faith untested is a faith untrusted. Let me go back to the whole clay pot illustration. I, had, I took advanced ceramics in high school some years ago. And one of the things was regarding a faith untested is a faith untrusted is after you formed and crafted your vessel, whether it be on the wheel or by hand, you had to let it sit on the shelf for a while. It had to completely dry out. You know what happens if it didn't sit for long? You put it in the fire and it busts. It breaks. 
A faith untested is a faith untrusted. A lot of people talk about the last 14 years of you guys being pastors, but I was fortunate enough to see you guys before the 14 years began and the things that you endured and how it built you up in hindsight for what you're doing now, for the yes that you gave the Lord, for the faithfulness that God was, I see that God was building faithfulness in you way back then that is showing up right now, that people are reaping the benefits and the fruit of your faithfulness, your sincere faith a faith untested is a faith untrusted and I just thank God for your faithfulness you're you're faithful just not to him not only to him to his people to the church to the call I thank God that you take your call seriously and it's not a career you're not here to build an empire but you're here to build his church and and it's 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 a blessing um and as I call the eldership back up I'm not going to be here before you long I, I I'm reminded of Second Timothy chapter four. And in that in that letter, in Paul's letter to his son in the faith, he's telling him, he's admonishing him, he's encouraging him because he's begun he started a new church in a really rough area. In a really rough area, not just uh, geographically, but culturally. It's contrary. And he's preaching an unpopular message, but it's the truth. Sincere faithfulness to the scripture is what you guys exemplify. But he told his son in the faith this, he says, but you, Timothy, keep your head in all situations. And I automatically thought of you guys. JR touched on it a little bit, uh, unprecedented pandemic, racial tension like we haven't seen in a long time, flaming opinions, (laughs) and a challenge to water down truth in the midst of it but you Timothy keep your head in all situations endure hardships sounds like you guys again do the work of an evangelist you guys I love my city Sioux Sioux City you guys like I just I you know there's many churches in Sioux Sioux City and and but I I, I haven't seen uh, to my knowledge, I haven't seen any that have re- literally cradled up Susun City in their arms, proverbially and in the spirit, and have carried it in prayer the way you guys have. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, and discharge the duties of your ministry. You know what Paul's saying to Timothy? says, be faithful. Be faithful. And I can say it, I can say it a million times and it can't be overstated. Your faithfulness, your sincere faith, your sincere faithfulness. We are all reaping the benefits and the rewards from it. And we love you for it. And we just want to honor you today. And God bless you. I love you so much. Happy Pastor Appreciation. Put it off to the side, maybe, because we're going to have something. Yeah. Um, We'd like to ask our pastors to come up at this time. Take a seat on the throne. Yes. (laughs) One of these days, we're really going to have to make it into a throne, you guys. (laughs) Hallelujah. And um, this is just the moment... 
where we like everybody to just look at your beautiful faces and your beautiful hair, Pastor Kaya. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and at this time, we've said everything basically that we're, we're going to say today, but uh, we did want to, we always love this time of year because this is our opportunity. You guys give to us week in and week out, 52 weeks a year. Well, we take over one week a year to give back to you guys. Kind of a shame when you think about it that they do 51 weeks and we just take one week, but we like to make it big when we do. So we have a gift from the church for you. Um, I know there's people out here today um, that want to come and bless you with gifts um, as well. So we're going to take time at the end of the service to do that too. But right now, um, I don't know, do we have a safety team person hiding back here? No. Who? Oh, okay. They're coming. Dun, dun, dun. We've got this nice big basket for you. Oh, I thought they were coming. Come on out. He, he's, he's doing it all by himself. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> but we, we, a little birdie told us that um, you guys need some family time. And uh, there's lots of goodies and wonderful things in there. Um, there was a sheet of paper in there too. Uh, John, you got that? Okay. Um. A little birdie told us um, that you guys as a family have been talking about your desire to maybe take a little glamping trip, yeah, with like an RV or big motorhome type of thing. I don't know what it's called, so don't quote me on uh, the term. But um, we as a church want to bless your family with um, a family glamping trip. Okay, and so I think we have a picture up on the screen. And I've even, a little birdie told me as well, if they don't, there's, there's no picture. Okay, never mind. My bad. It, there's no picture, but the real thing is sitting outside right now in the parking lot. So this is good for five days of glamping in a beautiful RV with your whole family, wherever it is in the United States that you want to go. Whenever it is you want to go, that's what you're going to do. And you're going to get some really good quality family time in that small, you know, space together. So nothing brings a family together like camping does, okay? Just get ready. It's going to be amazing. And... um I don't know what I was supposed to do after this other than, oh, we wanted to give you guys the opportunity if there was something that you wanted to say today before we close out. Briefly. Right. I I just want to say thank you so much um, for this day. Um, For everybody here. Um, I'm overwhelmed by the love. um, The words of... uh, just pouring into us today, it, it really meant a lot. Because um, sometimes, I'll just be honest, you know, sometimes I'm wondering, are we doing the right thing? Are we doing what we should be doing? And God, you know, we ask for the Lord's help. And then today, God sends some angels to come and minister to us. And it's not just our, elder, our eldership, but also you guys. So I thank you so much on behalf of me and my wife and my family thank you for just loving on God. Amen. Amen.
Before we close out this morning, I just feel in my heart um, the greatest gift that we could ever give to these wonderful, amazing people um, are more lives. Um, it's salvation. The greatest gift that was ever bestowed on any of us was the salvation of the Lord. And I just want to give an opportunity just in case there's one or two people in this room that you've um, never asked the Lord into your heart. Maybe you don't know what it is to to live a life of um resilience and vision and leadership and all the things that we talked today, but there was something very inviting about this life that has been, these lives that have been demonstrated before us today. And if you're in this place this morning, we're not going to close eyes or bow heads or do any of that, but if you would just raise your hand today, if you would like to begin a relationship with Jesus, we would love to pray with you. Our pastors would love to come with you, pray with you, come up with you, whatever it is. We're a family around here. We do everything together. Like, uh, I don't remember who said it, but when you see Pastor John, Pastor Kaya, you see me, you see Atira, you see um, the Tolberts, you see the Hunters, you see we're all one. And so we would love to come and embrace you today um, as you ask the Lord into your heart. Is there anybody today that would like to pray that prayer of salvation this morning? If it is, would you just quickly raise your hand? Was there someone that I missed? Would you come up this morning? Hallelujah. Is there anybody else that would like to come up and join us? Let's get our intercessors up here. Let's get our elders up here. Let's pray. Hallelujah.